Welcome to Bearded Clansmen of the Vale, where two bearded guys talk about Game of Thrones, the card game. Welcome back, everybody, to Bearded Clansmen of the Vale, a Game of Thrones LCG show. This is our second of two episodes uh, of with the White Walkers from the UK, uh, Rebecca Gillard and Richard Walker. They are helping us look through the City of Secrets cards today, and uh, we'll just jump right into the episode. Okay, well, let's get into the City of Secrets. Oh, God, right. Phone ready. So all of us are super prepared. We have everything that we <laughs> have read about these cards. Uh, they're all... Super reliable translations. Yeah. Are we going to read them in the German? I can read one. Hans Umba. <laughs> what? Oh, House Umba. I can, I can, I actually took five to six years of German, so I might be able to like oh, wow. say baby okay. German stuff, but I'm not going I'm not to. I'm joking, I want you to do it. Please, don't do it in German. Just the first one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, Kyle, go ahead. <laughs> Klein John Umba, House Umba, Lord. Rumerk, Klein John Umba bekommt minus one stock for Yeda. Oh my god. Strategia cart in dem archive. That was really Dienem. good. Dienem. Oh, you sounded German. Thank you. That's, that's just because he sounded a little bit aggressive. Yeah, I, that's what I was going for. You weren't, you weren't too aggressive. Klein John Amba. really German. They they teach you that when you take German. They they say if you're not saying it aggressively, you're not saying it right. Yeah, I, I can believe that 100%. <laughs> all right, anyway, that was Small John yeah. Umber. I think uh, Umber. Wow, I'm saying it. Now I'm German all the way. Okay, Small John Umber. Um, I think we talked about this card a little bit, but it's... Do you, Are you guys want to do what we do normally for card review stuff, or do you want me to read the whole thing? Or, I mean, it is a podcast. We kind of have to do that anyway. Sorry. All right, anyway. You do what you know. Four-cost character. A four-cost character with a military and a power icon with six strength. Uh, Klein John, or Small John Umber is a unique character and a lord and he's loyal to the house stark um he's he is renowned and he gets plus one strength for each card in your or minus one strength for each card in your used pile so main cool i'm a fan yeah. so good yeah. at the beginning not so good later but you're not bad were we talking about stark crossing earlier yeah. <laughs> four cost six strength yeah, renowned character hell like yeah like a good shout <laughs> renowned love it I mean, like. I mean, we can agree he's good, right? Yeah, yeah. We, do you want to do ratings, Tom? Um, do you want to rate? Uh, I'm gonna give it a four out of five. <laughs> oh, no, let's not do ratings. Like, I don't think we wrong. should either. I don't. I don't think we should either because <laughs> it'll take too. Let's do ratings, Rebecca. I'll, I'll just copy whatever. Heads up, guys! You definitely want Rebecca. To do no, ratings. we don't. Well, you I mean, guys. I have to do ratings, and I'm my ratings are asinine, so it'll be really fun. You guys Come need help. Four copies of this card in your deck. Okay, anytime you pay four costs for a six strength on board, like though, that's a good. That's a good cost. I mean, that's good vanilla, right? It passes the proverbial vanilla test, as if it had no text and was a four six. That's good. But we have cards mm -hmm. in Stark that like lose strength or whatever. Like Sansa does it too. But for those turns that they're not that, I mean, Sansa looks good later because she's got insight. But I mean, this card is good until it's not good and. I mean, it's never going to... And even then he's good. Yeah. Because if he's got to fell out, he might still have one strength. Well, and then he even resets his own strength, right? That's the part I always forget, yeah. too, is if you go if you go through your plot yeah. deck, he's back up to a, a five or a six. Yeah. Well, that and also he just has renown. 
So, you know, you can do that big push at the end. If cost, you need it. Yeah, it costs two with noble cause. Blech. So the yeah. only problem with him um, is because he is four cost, of course, he is wardable. So if your opponent is playing oh. um that could be an issue. Um, bonus, though, he is safe from first no. Yeah. So. See, that's why we need her to do ratings, because I, I don't even yeah, remember see. the card ward most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> that's because yeah. we normally don't play against Stark. That's so. true. All right, uh, Dom, Dom has yeah. given his number, and we're just going to say that Dom's number is rule, because... Uh, Unless everybody wants to give a rating. Does everyone want to give a rating? What was his rating? Four out of five. A four. A four. I agree. Cool. Yeah. I agree. I'm going to say, I'm, I just because I just because I love crossing so much, I'm going to give him a five out of five because I think this guy in crossing is going to, I mean, that's 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 an extra power. That's an extra power, man. You. That's how you win with crossing is you get power faster than opponent. So, I mean, he's he just... great in crossing because even when you have five plots in your used pile and he's oh, one strength, yeah. on the third challenge, he's still going to be three strength. And yeah. that's still not bad with yeah. Renown. Mm. No, no, it's not bad. So, all right, next one is uh, no yes. surprises. It's an it's another start card and it's an event. It's a loyal card. Or should I say, Kaina Uberashungunen. Uh, <laughs> As an action, you can reveal your hand of at least one card, and then until the end of the phase, each opponent cannot play events or bring cards out of shadows. Hmm. Seems good for one cost. I mean, yeah, this... so this card is really, really, really strong. It's going to upset a lot of people. Martel, Tog. I mean, I was thinking, no, I mean, like, Sea of Blood. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's going to hurt, right? I mean, it doesn't matter if they see what's in your hand. Uh, if they can't play events, that shuts them down completely. Yeah. Their whole agenda is worth it. But you've only get three copies of this in your deck. Yes. Unless you Isle of Ravens it, you know, you could Isle of Ravens it back in. Um if I wonder if there's any combo with Tyrell where you can start to get some events back in your in your deck. Yeah, and well like we say, um Isle of Ravens, City Archivist, um Animals, Shadow Black Lane, Shadow Black Lane. Get it back. Yeah, any of these yeah. can help to cycle the card. But that, that's a little bit janky, let's face it. <laughs> but I think the big uh, bonus of this is we know Kingdom of Shadows is going to be released mm -hmm. over pack four. This shuts Shadows down completely mm. for one challenge phase. And it could be on the ground. They really need to start bringing their cards out of Shadows. You can shut them down for a round. We've already got Barring the Gate. You can all, already use King in the North to shut them down. Old time. Bill Bone can do it too. Yeah. Bill, yeah, that shuts down their agenda. So... Not being able to bring cards out of shadows. It's not even just characters out of shadows, it's cards. So they can't even bring underhanded methods, can't bring pinch out. Yeah. Can't do like that. Poison coin, really too. Sorry? Poison coin, Poison I mean, coin. that's that. Yeah. That's like a key part of that yeah. Lanny, that Tyrell Lanny deck that's really fun. <laughs> so I think I yeah. think it's really, really strong. One of the best cards here, I think. Would you run it a three off? Yeah, if I'm going to run that, I'm going to run three of it, I think. Yeah. I mean, the thing I like, right? The thing I like about it too is it's it's not just fighting; it's it's fighting meta now. It seems like, but there's always going to be people who play events, mm -hmm. and you're always going to have combo decks that want to do things like like even the Tyrael Lord of the Crossing deck right now is Lady Sansa's Rose and things like that that you could stop with this card. Mm -hmm. So I mean, tell me, guys, yeah, what do you think about the downside? The uh, reveal your hand of at least one card. For Stark, I don't uh, think it's that bad because Stark is maybe running like what, like I am no one and a few other ones. But you know those Stark events. You know that you can raise the claim. You know that 
mm-hmm. you're gonna get you know stealth and some other stuff from no like I'm no one but I, I honestly don't play Stark enough to know and that's those are the ones I know so I'm those are the ones I'm scared of I think generally there's not too many things in Stark that you're too worried about having to show that's in your hand so like you say I'm no mm-hmm. one when she's coming are the main two um, mm-hmm. if you have those in hand and you're using no surprises you're probably using no surprises for a good reason mm-hmm. um, so it's worth the reveal of your yeah. possible surprise. I mean, I don't always yeah. want to show them my taste of flesh on my ward. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. You know. You love showing people you've got taste for flesh. You that, deliberately like. That sounds like a personal like, thing. Oh, Should we talk about that here? <laughs> Richard, are you a cannibal? Onto the, onto the board once every so often. That's <laughs> <laughs> certainly no, no more defending. And a face is good. I don't think I like it's that it. bad. Dom, what do you think about revealing your hand? I know you have thoughts and feelings. I have mixed feelings about it, but I mean, I I see the good in it. Um, the only, I guess, the only good uh, bad thing I see about it is, is when you know, if you're revealing your hand and let's say you don't have that many characters in your hand, you know, that might you know definitely play <clears throat> a benefit to your opponents. Like, okay, well, you know, they got no saves or whatever, and I know they don't have no characters. In their hand, I can just valor or do a reset, and then they're really going to get hurt by that. So, yeah, in this yeah. game, it's kind of interesting. Sorry, Richard. <laughs> in this game, it's kind of interesting because, like, you could show your hand to an opponent and then immediately know what their choice is next turn, right? So, yeah, information on your opponent's side actually helps you understand what their decision is, as opposed to it always being mm-hmm. kind of like that plot gambit of having to understand mm-hmm. the board state. If if you lay it all out there. I think in most cases you have a better chance of knowing what they're going to play and you can potentially play against it. Yeah. I, I mean, it's not a bad card by all means. I'm going to say f- four and a half out of five. I mean, it should be probably five out of five, right? I'm going to give it four and a half. <laughs> Richard is giving a very firm nod on the five out of five. I think okay. it's going to be a five. I think he's just going to shut some deck down and it'll win you games. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Uh okay, our Let's next card, yeah, Tyrell is called Arrogant Contender. It's a knight. It's a five cost character with a military and an intrigue icon f- with four strength. Non loyal, non unique. Uh, it says while Arrogant Contender is participating in a challenge, he gets plus one strength for each participating character and opponent controls. And as a reaction, after you win a challenge in which Arrogant Contender is attacking alone, he gains one power for each defending character up to a maximum of three power. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> is there like a card in yes. Tyrell that lets you pull in blockers too? Yeah, Marjorie. Yeah, Marjorie. Yeah, yeah, Marjorie you can use yeah. Neutral attachment, uh, reckless. But, so, so well, you can put you can put Marjorie in and the arrogant contender, high guard Marjorie back mm-hmm. out, and then the arrogant contenders alone, and then you're gonna get one at least one power, if not more, right? Yep. Whew. Well, it's not even. It doesn't have to be participating alone, right? To do oh, the no, reaction. And, and yeah. let's not forget cards like Mare in Heat and Lady Sanders Rose on this guy could be yeah. a knight. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And he's non-unique. Right? Oh, wow. He can run yeah. Three. yeah, I I was thinking about the um, Martell side because they have those characters where you can force your opponent to kneel a character kind of thing and so you can um, I can't remember her name but she can kneel up to three characters. Oh, Alaria. Alaria. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. get that with this guy and and yeah, uh, Marjorie. 
He's non-loyal, of course. Weirdly mm -hmm. enough, I think this card is actually good for the current Tyrell crossing deck again. I, I don't know why we're stuck on that today, but like he's gaining power outside of normal power gain. It's a knight, so he's getting mm -hmm. Jousting Pavilion bonuses and getting all of the other bonuses from the knights in that deck. And like he turns on all the other knight cards, and he's yeah. most likely going to get... A, least an extra power a turn if not more if you're well unless your opponent's yeah. like i'm not gonna block but then you get that opposed so it's great right mm -hmm. hmm. yeah no definitely um no i i like it a lot you know i'm gonna give him i'm enjoying the off on it <laughs> yeah he's fine. i know he does <laughs> look so arrogant right so arrogant like when yeah club, when you see like this guy sort of leaning against the wall like hey ladies and you're like hi you're an idiot and she's she's <laughs> like oh he's so cool he does look a bit like an idiot. yeah all right no i think this one's oh, like oh i'm so sorry that is probably the champ <laughs> <laughs> You've insulted well, the champ. Well, they've not drawn you particularly flatteringly. Sorry. Poor Brett. <laughs> I'm sure you're a wonderful person, really. Brett, we didn't mean to offend you. Um, that was Rebecca. She's not. That you one, know. Rebecca. I, I, don't, I don't know what you're on about. Uh, that was Rebecca Gillard. Um, <laughs> Tom, your mic's going crazy. Your mine? Yeah. Nobody else's oh. mic goes crazy, Dom. Well, fine. <laughs> I didn't notice that. That's I why actually. Bits out. You just chop. Yeah, I, most of the time. Yeah, that's why you can get really funny hard cuts sometimes in our podcast because you'll listen to them and yeah, like I'll yeah. be saying something and it'll be like and we're back or something weird like that. Or, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's because of me. Because of me. Someone needs a new mic. <laughs> it's, it's internet actually. It's I think we're thinking we, oh, we dash down on on internet in Pueblo is just weird because. Yeah, we've yeah. recorded on non. We've tried different recording mediums, and we've tried, like I think you've tried a different mic before, haven't you? No. Oh, okay. Well, maybe mic. it is a mic. Maybe that was the key this whole time. No, I don't think it's the mic. And we're back. <laughs> okay. All right. So, so three. I'm yeah. gonna say like this one for me is like a three out of five, three and a half out of five. Nah. I'm going five out of five. Yeah, you would. Okay, why is it a three, do you think, instead of a five? I don't... What, what are the downsides? I like a lot of the parts of this card, but I think his, co he's gonna, his cost is higher than what I'd want, and I, it's be hard to switch him out with another knight that's already in that Tyrell Crossing deck, I think. But I don't know. That's the only reason is, like, I don't know that he has less... I don't know who I'd take out for him. But I do like that it's not unique. So maybe you take out one of the one of the named knights. I guess um, being non-unique though is one of the downsides in that he's a lot harder to save against mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Valars. That's my favorite thing about him being non-unique. I can kill him easier. <laughs> because... Well, just think about it. You get a couple of them out. You know. Yeah, yeah. it's like an ups and downs, right? Because the non-uniqueness mm -hmm. is like good because you can play another copy, but bad because if you have five power stacked on him, then it's done. He's like, yeah. you, you just lost your your lead in rush probably if you lose five power in a crossing deck you're probably not winning anymore like let's be real if if someone's yeah. doing that they're probably wiping or like direct killing two of your people and i don't yeah. know so yeah yes. that's probably why but i think you've convinced me more of a three than i convinced myself of a three richard <laughs> would you give it a three richard i think i think it i think it it's good but i don't think it's gonna see a great deal of play um, probably somewhere around three and a half, four. 
Just just because you said that, I'm going to play it in every deck that I have in Tyro. You know what? I guarantee you, I'm going to go to a tournament. People are going to play this against me, and you're going to piss me off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to play it in my. Uh, I'm going to play it in my Martel deck. Okay. You're done, Dom. You're done. Okay. Oh, yeah, We're moving to the next card. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gross. Marianne, him in. Get the challenge off. Ugh. Um, All right. Our next Tyrell card is Demonstration of Power. It's a two-cost event, and it's a uh, it's loyal. Um, it says, as a challenge action, until the end of the phase, treat each of the printed text boxes of each character with strength three or lower, as if they were blank, except for traits. Hmm. Is this, this isn't Blake Pyromancers, does it? Is Pyromancers no. three? Or I think it's four, actually. Okay. It, it would, but Pyromancers is a uh, dominance action, isn't it? Yeah, this oh, is okay. a challenge action. That's right. I think this you'd find a flutter. I don't think anyone's going to play this. Yeah. I, I think the only time this would be annoying is if you played this against my brown god deck. <laughs> then it might be sad, but for one phase, I think I can deal with it. Just get your priest out, and then it'll be four strength, five strength. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the other part we have to like remember is that every one of these other events is countered by the you know, surprises in this deck, so it's like, ugh. <laughs> but so I thought that binder fodder about the bounty of High Garden too. And now that card's seeing a little bit of play. I and I was like, I, well, I don't know, because to <laughs> me, I've seen cards like that in Netrunner a lot. And it's a good way to get like a little bit of temporary income. But like, you really have to have a plan for that mm -hmm. and have a, a something to do with it. And it's limited, too. So it was like, oh, man. Like, yeah, I play it. Isn't it a better Kings? Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm scared I of play it. it all the time. I like it in the kettle black deck though. It totally makes sense to me there, right? It, I get that. That's like you pop it, you pop the septum back on top. You have five gold instead of two. It's perfect, right? That makes sense. Mm -hmm. But anyway, mm -hmm. carry on. You you guys can rate this one. Uh, not brilliant. I wouldn't <clears throat> play it. Is, I mean, who are you worried about with strength three or lower? Mm -hmm. And why are you going to pay two gold for it? And why are you putting this card in your deck? Lord's Port shipwright. <laughs> Mm -hmm. But they yeah, would have used that during marshalling, so no. Okay. Wrong. Yeah, wrong. <laughs> I'm just I'm thinking I'm trying to think of as many cards as I can that are annoying that are low to strength, right? So like, but none of them yeah, seem to happen in the in the challenge phase. Although he's already on the board, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, yeah, they, he it's could. Important probably know that this only blanks everybody that's in play at the time you play the event. Mm. So anything that yeah. comes in. The Vince one is actually a good comment though, because sometimes when I'm doing your crossing with Vince, like pulling the other Vents out again with one of your vents like vent swapping if you will is like a good it way to get that yeah the vent in the dead pile isn't blank oh yeah, that's right because the actions from the dead play. pile see that's yeah. why we need you guys yeah. here every time because every claim <laughs> I make is unsubstantiated <laughs> that's what I said things first and then realized immediately that he didn't do anything <laughs> should have just listened to you yeah I mean there are some good some good characters uh, three strength or lower but I don't know yeah. I mean Danny? Pyro Danny? Yeah. That's a good one to blank. <laughs> no. Yeah, it is. Um, anything else worth blanking? Mm. The no. Aria, while, while she's standing, everything can't be saved is annoying. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait. Oh, God. Tycho. Oh, we did it! Tycho! <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Oh, it's each character, so it doesn't include your own then. Cool. Yeah. It's slowly coming. Win the game for two gold instead of Done. six. 
it's so it's that deck is being five. built. Okay. <laughs> five out of five. Five out of five in a Tyco deck. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. So, so, so real rating, I think for me is like I think we have bonder fi binder fodder at like one out of five or zero out of five, whatever our bonder fodder rating is. Yeah, one. Mm -hmm. One. Gonna see play really. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on Next. to Night's Watch. So. Owen the Oaf is a four-cost character with an intrigue icon and four strength. Uh, it's a unique and non-loyal character who is a steward. Uh, again, the, the classic Night's Watch text of no attachments except weapon. Uh, while Owen the Oaf is participating in a challenge, each character with more than one challenge icon does not contribute its strength to the challenge. Whew. That includes your own, though, doesn't it? Yeah, but, I mean, most Night's Watch characters are pretty chumpy anyway, right? I mean... They have like power or military or like <laughs> you 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 practice blade your messenger raven and it can now add its strength to a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> and well anyway. No uh, no and can't and can't participate, right? If the messenger raven's got a military icon, that means he's got two icons, which means he can't contribute strength. Raven Raven has no icons. That's he's like He's just uh, there for the dominance action of draw. Yeah. I'm hoping before you've ambushed this practice blade um, onto the messenger yeah. that you've had a demonstration of power because they are no attachment. Until That's a you good point. That. But except for weapons, uh, oh no attachments because it's a it's a raven. But it would be really cool to have a raven <laughs> holding a sword, and it like drops the sword on somebody. Anyway, it'd be hell intimidating that one. I, I like this card a lot. I think this card is hilarious. Like it's the most annoying card that you could put in a Night's Watch deck because you just like go in by himself and and then you they lose. I mean, like it's just annoying. But you, I mean, I guess it's only intrigue. So I wonder what the balancing yeah, point I'm there not, was. I'm not convinced on this one. Mm -hmm. um, I I don't really know like what kind of deck I put him in. A steward deck. A steward deck. But it's only really the intrigue one, isn't it? Well, you can give him a military. I mean, he can cover two of the three. Unless you can find a way to but give him power. Then he takes himself out of the challenge. That's, so that's good. He's, he's the challenge neutralizer. Um, like, can you imagine? You, you throw a practice blade onto him, and you defend against Greyjoy, Sea of Blood. Ooh, icons. None of them are going to count their strength. It's kind of what I was thinking. It's like, you, oh, you yeah. do against Rush. You do, like, this This totally This totally neutralizes a Balon on the third. the third crossing turn. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, th I think this is all quite like situational. I mean, we're saying about putting a practice blade on him, but that means they have to be running him and the practice blade. And I'm thinking certain situations where he's yeah, like class classic wall deck. I'm like classic wall deck to help stop the unopposed or like to try to get him in there and just mm -hmm. have like a one character defender that makes the challenge null and void. Like, like isn't isn't the old bear say like. Or no, it's the plot that says you can't lose the first challenge, right? Like, this is kind of like yeah. one of those cards that's like, oh, you just can't lose one challenge, and you're like, cool, that's one less one I have to worry about, potentially, if it mm -hmm. goes in the yeah. right way. If you're attacking the wall and you're attacking this guy, you need five strength worth of, well, four strength worth of intrigue monocons. Now, yeah. how often do you have those yeah. in your decks? Well, you don't have to no. win against the wall, you just have to get an unopposed, so you just stealth him, right? Yeah, you can stealth him. Yeah, you can stealth him. That's true. Yeah. Because if you don't have any Intrigue Monocons, A, you're not going to win the Intrigue Challenge when he defends it. Mm. So it, it just it makes it hard. I think he's good. And I think he can be fun. I'm and, not sure 
you're running more than one of. No. Yeah. 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 That's I'm like a soft. that's like a three. That's like a three and a half out of five for me because, like, I can mm -hmm. see this card being like a fun, like exactly, Richard, like a fun card, but I don't know that it's the best card for four gold in Night's Watch deck. Because at the end of the day, you're paying four gold for an Intrigue Monocon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, okay, you can uh, help you check the rain, though, if you want to play Night's Watch Rain. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many Intrigue Monocons in that deck. Mm hmm Yeah. yeah All right. I give it a three, though. Three? Okay. Yeah. Sounds like we're kind of on the similar consensus. Anybody want to go, yeah, like, high or low? Five or one? No. Okay. <laughs> I just want to like comment on the guy's hair and his beard. Like, it just like... he doesn't look like he's had a hard time at the wall, does he? No, no. And then why does he have like this like rat tail from his on his beard? Like... It's it's a classic thing from Game of Thrones. Okay, it's when your beard gets too no, long and you don't want it to get dirty, you rat tail it up. No, that's not how it works, Kyle. <laughs> I'll send you an oh, article God. on it later. Okay. No. <clears throat> A real man doesn't do that. What about like kind of real men, like a like a point five of a man? Point five of a man. All right, let's move on yeah, to this next card. Yeah, yeah. All right, the next card is a uh, another event. It's called Shadows of the Wall. It's a Shadows event with no cost and it's loyal. Its Shadows cost is zero, so you can only play it with Shadows. So two, two and a flip. Uh, as an action, choose and stand a character with one or fewer challenge icons. If there is a winner plot card revealed, return Shadows of the Wall to your hand instead of placing it in your discard pile. I like it. Resounding silence is an interesting response to a card. <laughs> yeah. Mm. You, you like it? Let's let's talk to Dom a little bit. Why? What are you thinking when you see this card, Dom? Um, it's just gonna help push the winter agenda. Um. Also, just anytime you can restand a character is always good. The only thing I'm, like, I guess, concerned on is the one or fewer challenge icons. So, is I mean, that like, definitely limits your your yeah uh, selection. Is this like a hard counter card to Martell? Like, is this something <laughs> you play against Martell to stand a character and like that's its only use? Like, what else is it for? I mean, I guess it stands the oath. So if he's only got one icon, and you're standing him, that means they're probably knelt to do a challenge. So it may be that you've already done the challenge of that icon, yeah. um, unless you've used it to defend, but there's not many monocon characters that I particularly want to restand. like maybe the new dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it's probably one of the biggest monocon high-strength ones, but... I, I don't really know when I do this. What about what about like the oh I, you're talking about the giant just now is that what you're talking about like the oh in the oath yeah the is there's like a neutral card because it doesn't say yeah. it doesn't say Night's Watch card so you could restand like the eleven strength mold the mold the mighty or whatever he just has the military icon right mag the mighty is that is that right is yeah, that, mag. yeah okay mag the mighty yeah well so in like I doesn't know I can't speak you giant so one, one. um and when you've stood him you can always send him off to Go Town after. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was like thinking, and it's not just your characters either. So, is this a second cheering condition for Hard Home? Like, that's a really good shot. I like it. It could be, yeah. 
and what I was thinking is maybe this lets you go first too as Night's Watch. So you 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 go, you go. I'm sorry. You go second easier. So you have your opponent's challenge. You defend and you come back and swing with monocons into their you know knelt board, and maybe accelerate yeah. your win or trigger some rains if you have the power or some sea of blood. I don't know. I'm hopeful for this card. This card is like the Barack Obama of cards. Like it could be like <laughs> potentially something greater than what it seems like it could be now. Yeah, I think, it's um, hard to say. Back of an action as well might be good. You don't have to use it in the challenge phase. So if somebody has released you, for example, mm. um, maybe stand something. That's but a... I, I, I don't know. Mm. I, again, I feel like it's quite a niche thing. I'm, I'm, I'm not that bothered about either of these nice watch cards. Neither am I. That's a that's a good way to look at both these cards. I think is cool with your hands in the air, kind of trying to think about the twenty minutes of Discord we've had trying to figure out if these cards are good or not. Uh, but yeah, so I'm thinking like two or three out of five, depending on if someone can break it. Uh, I'm gonna give it a three and a half. Ooh, the half point. Because I want to break it. Okay. Because I want to break it. Sweet. So. I think it, I think it's a one. I think it's shit. <laughs> Good. I based based <laughs> off. <laughs> I think okay. it's bad. No one's gonna play it. Why would you play it? I think I'm I'm, I'm like I'm there because we just spent that much time trying to figure out if it was worth even doing, and that's on top of the fact that it costs two gold to play. Like, that's a good point. You're, you've you've changed me. Zero. <laughs> oh my! Unprint it. I mean, I mean, it doesn't really do that much. Stand a character, cool. There's better ways to stand a character, and you need a winter plot to get it back. What's the point? Let's just move on. Just Try do something else. The hand for three. <laughs> Speaking of moving on, let's move on to our Baratheon cards. I um actually yeah. didn't know that this is how you can spell jailer until I read this card, which shows you how bad I am at my own language. Uh, Red keep. Uh, it's a very old medieval way <laughs> yeah. of spelling it. Like, uh, like color. <laughs> All right. Well, we have Red Keep Jailer. Uh, I think we talked about this on the cast before when we had the preview article, but it's a four cost shadows card with a military and power icon with uh, four strength. It is an ally and a guard, which are two interesting keywords in this game um, mm -hmm. as far as things that can interact <laughs> with them. Uh, and it's a shadows four, so it costs six to total to get out from shadows. This is an action. Move two power from your faction card to a Baratheon character to put it into play from shadows. So put some power in a more risky spot and put it into play for free from shadows. Hmm. I don't remember where we landed on this card. I think you were thinking of something crazy, like if you have Desert Raiders, or not Desert Raiders, what's the other one? The new no, one that's more annoying? Fury. I was thinking Fury. Oh, it was more around the, the new Melisandre and killing characters oh, with power... Yeah. Or something like that. Uh, that guess yeah. that wouldn't work because you were putting on your own character. But I don't know. Richard, Unless you're in the mirror match. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're right because it just says a Baratheon character. Interesting. Yeah. What do you guys think about this, Richard and Rebecca? It's okay. I don't... I, don't, I think it's going to be about three out of five. It, it's fine. Baratheon do need a way to cheat characters into play. Because a lot of other factions have some, but they don't really. Uh, but moving two power, they can circumvent that with the Stormlands Fiefdom, mm -hmm. uh, just to move the power back to their faction card. So they can play with it. I just don't think it's that exciting. That's a good way I to say it. I think it has like a 
I think if it had a keyword. It does. Like, Shadow Four. Well, you know what I mean. Like another keyword. Another um, I might be more taken by it. Um, yeah, like what if it said? What if it said yeah. move two like power from your faction card to a Baratheon card, and Red Jailer put Red Jailer into play from Shadows. For this turn, Red Jailer gets any keywords on that card. Like that could be yeah. really cool. Yeah, yeah, something like that might be cool. I mean, I will say, I don't think... I think it's balanced. You know, you're you not losing anything. You're just moving some power around. Cool. Yeah. And you're getting mm -hmm. a free character. I think it's fine. It's balanced. It might not be what Baratheon players want. It's but... not really free, though, is it? Because you have to pay two to put it in Shadows to begin with. That's true. Um, so you're still paying two and moving two power to a more risky location. I mean, if you've got a, a character that's, you know, like Bob who's duped or something, then... Is it's okay, but I don't know. I, th I think it's. I don't think it's bad. I just think it's a bit meh. <laughs> I'm like yeah, trying trying to think of the place for this card, right? Like, where does it go? What deck are we looking at? Are we looking at like Assault from the Shadows, or are we looking at like from the New Shadows Agenda, or is it just a regular Baratheon deck? What I think you need a reason to bring this guy out of Shadows. Yeah, and I. Th the next card gives you a reason to bring cards out of shadows. Well, that's a great segue. All right, <laughs> let's go to the next card, which is a Baratheon location, the Black Cells. It's another King's Landing location, which is kind of cool for the cycle or for the, the the cycle itself. It's loyal and it is unique. It's shadows too, so it costs two to play if you're playing normally, or it costs four to play if you're playing from shadows. And as a reaction, after a card you control comes out of shadows, kneel the black cells to choose an opposing character. Until the end of the phase, that character cannot stand or kneel. Oh, okay, there we go. That's the combination you need, right? Yeah. Not standing or kneeling is interesting, because you can make it so... So if you can't kneel, can you initiate a challenge? Nope. Okay, that's what I thought. So you can lock them out of the challenge. you Cersei or Jamie, you can still... If they don't need to kneel, mm. then you can still initiate mm. the challenge. But kneeling is part of the initiation. Okay. okay. <coughs> Dom, what do you so, think? Yeah, like Dom, are you there? Yeah, hold okay. on. <laughs> He's no, like, my speakers just went He went fell out. out of his chair when he saw this card. That's how much he liked it. I couldn't hear anything you guys were saying, so... Well, it's a card called um, the Black Cell. No, I'm not going to read it again. You can read it. The Black Cells? <laughs> mm -hmm. It's King's Landing, Shadow 2. I know, we Reaction. already said that. After a card you control comes out of Shadows, <laughs> kneel the Black Cells to choose an opposing character. You know what? I like your voice better than I like my voice reading these cards. Let's just have you do it from now on. Maybe he still can't hear us. Dom, we've already had it in English. We need it in German. Yeah. <laughs> Shots and Spy. I don't want him to shout at me again. I can't speak German. <laughs> oh, that's, that's close, but pretty racist. Uh, no, no, yeah. Um. Okay, so these cards together then um, obviously work a lot better. Um, still, though, like the Red Keep Jailer, I guess he's starting to, with the Black Cells, is trying to sort of push towards a, a Baratheon Shadow deck. Um, which is starting to come together, isn't it? There's a couple of priestesses that use shadows. Um, maybe they're just trying to start a new... What else do they have? Banish, banish from the Light. That's a Shadows card. Mm -hmm. can't think of any other Shadows card they have, really. I guess in a banner, then, or something? Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm like... You can get the gold. Get Bobby Strong. Amanda Moore seems good as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a lot of options. I think Black Zelda is really good. By the way, I just got that it's a jailer and those are cells. So it's like the jailer of the cells, just in case uh, you wanted to tell how slow I am. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Flavor win. Five out of five. (laughs) I know. It it only took me ten minutes. (laughs) Well, Richard's surname is is Walker. And obviously the, the channel is the White Walkers. And um, we had somebody who'd been a patron for like about a year message us, and they were like, "Oh my god, I've just realised why you guys are called the White Walkers." <laughs> it like, it's fine. You've only taken a year to realise. <laughs> All right. So, Richard, what do you think about this card's rating? Since you, you have Black feelings. Cells. Yeah, I think it. He doesn't have feelings. He's dead inside. I am dead inside. God damn it, White uh, Walker! I get it. I get it. I get it. I'll remember. Okay. <laughs> Uh, right now, it's a three and a half, four. If we get some more good Shadows card for Baratheon, cheaper ones as well, um, could be could be really good. Mm. Yeah, if it wasn't if it wasn't loyal, yeah. it'd be like a like a four or five, right? Like straight up. Okay. Yeah, yeah. you just take it anyway. Yeah, it'd be better think, as yeah. loyal, but it encourages you to use the Baratheon main faction. I mean, let's face it, Barrett isn't as popular at the moment, no. but it will hopefully come back. I think it's an exciting card, and I think people are going to want to play it and build around it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Let's move okay. on to Lannister, unless anybody else has thoughts about the Black Cells. No. I'm good. Okay. I'm good. Uh, the Regent's Guard is our first Lannister card. It's a four-cost Shadows card with a military and an intrigue icon. It's four strength. It is uh, non-loyal and non-unique. And again, we have a, another pairing of interesting keywords here, or traits, sorry. Uh, ally and Guard. Uh, it's Shadows 4, so it'll take 6 to get out total. And it says, unless you're cheating it out, obviously, I guess. <laughs> Action, return a Lannister non-ally character with printer cost 4 or higher to your hand to put this card into play from Shadows. Love it. Lazy design. Love it. Are we getting a cycle? Is this a cycle? Are we getting cards that are going to pop out of Shadows for free for some effect? Or is that just like these two last cards? Seems like it. Interesting. Yeah, I just I just keep thinking Sir Robert Strong. Yep, Mandam Moore, Robert Strong. Mm-hmm. Both of those you want to bring back to your hand so you can use them again, right? If you haven't got your clever fainting hand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Goes really well in Jim Hansen's uh, Kettle Black deck, perhaps. I was just thinking that. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I think this is like a mm-hmm. four out of five. I mean, putting a a Lannister putting any card back in your hand is great but I mean this just works well with the other cards around it already it's not like the Jailer mm-hmm. who like needs a little bit more right mhm is, um, yeah. is the Hound an ally is what sorry the Hound no just thinking if you fuck no. it, uh, if you go wrong Hound's with the game. Hound <laughs> oh. then you can always bring it back using this and he's not printed cost 4 or higher though yeah oh it's 4 higher yeah, yeah. Right. you can do okay. the other the Hound <laughs> There's another hound. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so yeah, he is not an ally as well. Four. Also, if someone milks your big dude, mm-hmm. you can yeah. bring him back to hand. It could be. It's expensive. I, I like that. Yeah. Oh, like what about like they? I guess they can't ward it because it would be too low. But if they like crave in or any of that, that's a good. That's a good point. I didn't think about that as like board control or like or uh, negative attachment control. Mm-hmm. Hmm. 
Oh, yeah, mm -hmm. so if you have a character warded, could you play this and bring... Because mm -mm. ward is three no, or lower? It changed to Stark, doesn't it? No, ward is four or lower, but... Um, oh, okay. Yeah. I think it would change the, agenda, the faction to Stark, wouldn't it? Rather than a Lannister. Oh. Still be... But still a Lannister. No, no, they... Don't they, gain the, don't they gain the Stark? They gain Stark, but I don't think it loses their current affiliation. Like, oh, the, really? the new wall says loses all other affiliations and gains the Night's Watch affiliation, so I think yeah. let's look. Okay. Yeah, it might be a way of playing around Ward then. Um, yeah, playing around Ward. I do mm -hmm. think it's interesting that you have return a Lannister non-ally. Why did they put that non-ally there? Maybe so you can't do it with the same card. Like, you've got two Regent's Guards, so you don't have like an yeah. everyone. That makes sense. Yeah. That'd be busted. Yeah. Oh, it's just sad. I can't bring my Jack and Hagar back to my home. What about uh, what about gold cloaks? Isn't that mm -hmm. one that you could like? Are they an ally? I think, but if you could do it with gold cloaks, it might be really crazy. Let me see. I'll yeah. look it up. Anyway, we can. So four out of five, three out of five, less than that, more than that. I'm gonna give it a five out of five just because of the attachments. <laughs> Whoa, you crazy man! I know. I'm oh crazy. my god! And and you can't do gold gold cloaks because they are an ally. Okay, cool. So, like, it does block off some gold, cold, gold, yeah. uh, gold cloak bouncing. Ugh, that was hard to say. Okay, moving on. Uh, let's move to the next Lannister card, which is a uh, attachment. It's a two-cost attachment that's loyal and non-unique. Mm -hmm. The Pyromancer's Storage. Uh, it's an item. <laughs> that matters to you. And it's only on a location. And it says, treat attached locations printed text box as if it were blank, except for traits. Attached location gains action. Kneel this location to draw one card. I like it. This is a way that you get an action out of some 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 location that someone has frozen solided. Mm -hmm. That's that's my only. No, I'm just kidding. That's the weirdest thing I could think of off the top of my head. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it seems it seems alright. It's um obviously you're kind of costing a card to do it, so you need to be able to use it at least twice. If that makes sense actually gain a card um and it's too cost but if you if you don't so if you put this on your opponent's location they kneel they can kneel and draw the card like you don't get shit from this for lack of a better word you're just blanking their their location but right. you can pay two to blank your opponent wall yeah oh yeah that, i know that's the side i like is oh, the yeah, yeah. it's just that you don't control the the action they it's on whatever controller of the card yeah, yeah. And it's, uh, it's nice and flexible. In the early game, if your opponent's got a, a location you're worried about, you can pop this on it. Uh, if it's late game and you don't need your economy, stick it on a Rosewood. Yeah. Yeah. And then you can get draw from it as well. You're drawing three around now. Uh, I'm not a good... Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm done. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm not a fan of the hypocrisy oh. of cost here. So, like... We have Frozen Solid, which is like a one-cost location that does the same thing, except for it can't be like limited, I think, and has to be lower than three-cost, right? Yeah. So, I guess that's not... I guess it's a little better, because this can hit This can hit New Wall. This can hit a lot of other things. Okay, never mind. I take it back. Uh, it can hit your opponent's... Uh, five right? out of five. <laughs> can you put this on your opponent's arbor? Is it uh, no, because it's not text that makes the arbor get gold. I think the oh, gold modifier is within the printed tech box. You can put it on, yeah. um, like, if you're playing Pleasure Barge, couldn't you? Well, yeah, if you're you could. playing Tyro? Yeah. 
Yeah. No, it's a. Isn't it immune to card effects though? But it's not a uh, card effect if it's an attachment. Let me see. Let me look it up. Weird. Now we're getting into the real question. <laughs> I'm not. I thought that the the gold values on cards were not part uh, of the printed text. Yeah, you're right, Kyle. It's immune to card effects. Okay. Thanks. Thanks for ruining my dream. You're welcome. Yeah, I do believe it will cover and blank. Yeah, it's kind of like nightmares and stuff like that, isn't Sweet. it? Sweet. The nightmares will blank. Yeah, because you can nightmare the album and that makes the printer tech box blank. Okay, cool. I think this is pretty pretty good control. I mean, with all the location stuff mm -hmm. we have nowadays, I mean, blanking a great cack and let them draw a card is is, co is good. I mean, think about all the warships that, that can be blanked this way. Yeah, silence. Yeah, silence. It's flexible, right? Yeah. Yeah. Four out of five for me. I'm going five out of five. You're crazy today. You have no control. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? Every... Uh, I'm going to go four. I'm going to go 3.5. Whoa. Okay. Yeah, because I just don't give out five like, like Shaggy Dom. Yeah, we just get so excited about cards, we just throw fives. Like we have trouble, we have trouble giving like ones and twos. <clears throat> All, right. All right. Well, if you want to hear some five from me, we can move on to Alanis. <laughs> okay, cool. Let's. Uh, well, okay. Alanis Greyjoy is our first Greyjoy card. It's a House Harla Lady and Queen. Uh, it's a five cost character with an intrigue and a power icon, who has four strength, unique and loyal. And it says reaction after Greyjoy location enters play under your control, draw a card. Limit once per phase. Hmm. This sounds really good. I like drawing two cards when I play We Take Westeros. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, plot phase. You can do it in marshalling. Uh -huh. If you've got silence out, then you can do it in the challenges phase as well. Oh, man. It's good, right? Yeah, that's a good card. This, so this card to me reads, if you have King's Landing, draw a card every time you play an Iron, uh, Iron Mines out of your discard pile. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, she's good. Yeah. But how many other ways can you get a location entering play? You can bring in Night Flyer in the dominant phase, mm -hmm. in the draw mm -hmm. phase, anytime you've got money. Oh, yeah, because there's a few shadows Shadow uh, boats, boats, aren't there? Yeah, so they can, can come out in any phase. Yeah. Yeah. Desperate cards. Yeah, you got great go. I mean, think about, I mean, enters the play, right? So you get, you get this off the silence trigger every yeah. challenge phase. And if you have silence in your deck, yeah. you're using it every phase, or else you probably overplayed locations in your marshalling phase but that's pretty sweet i mean so so right now greyjoy is drawing from rhymes with meek great kraken mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. stuff like that i'd like to draw off of this card a lot more often than doing those ones so yeah i like it i agree five out of five for me yeah i'm gonna give it a four and a half out of five God, you're such a naysayer <laughs> <laughs> I think she's really good. I mean, she's only five cost as well. Mm -hmm. um, so she's safe yeah. from those resets like the first snow and, and things like ward. And because she's five cost too, she's a bit more safe in the Valador Hydus. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, unique, mm -hmm. it's easy to save her because you can dupe her. Um, Lady and Queen, so you can use bodyguards on her if, if people still use them. And then obviously it's Greyjoy, so you've got other ways. She's loyal, anyway. so she can't be breaking ties. Yeah. And <laughs> the beautiful, beautiful intrigue icon on in a Greyjoy card. We like yeah. love that. And it's not a yeah. monocon. It's not a monocon. <laughs> That's true. I think Greyjoy location heavy decks are really going to like this because mm. I think 
one of their not weaknesses they, they do have a lot of things they have a lot of saves they have some powerful bigs um, they can get money quite easily they can steal locations but their draw was still a little bit on the weaker side um, and I think this will make that a lot more consistent mm -hmm. if they can fit her in agreed so dangerous mm -hmm. yeah that's pretty good all right, let's move on to the next location, which is actually fuel for the fire that makes Alanis good. Uh, Nightflyer, mm -hmm. this is the one that you guys spoiled, right? It is. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking, I recognize that. <laughs> Check out the White Walkers, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Warship, it's a Shadows X. Uh, it's got a one cost if you ever, for some reason, wanted to play it without coming from Shadows. Uh, after Nightflyer comes out of Shadows, choose a location with printed cost X or lower and discard it from play. And then destroy the Nightflyer with Pyromancers and do it again. And again and again. But it is unique. That's the one kind of interesting part about this location that makes it, like, that's why you'd want to discard it, right? I mean... Yeah, I think it kind of needs to be unique just because if you had three of these, you could just blow up a person's entire backboard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but... No, I, I, I think it's really good. You can hit the opponent's economy with it as well. It's, yeah. It's so flexible. Mm -hmm. It's really good. Yeah, I'm yeah, thinking like... Think what you can use to get rid of it, so nothing burns would work to get rid of it, right? Yep, not, even, burns. not even loyal. Not even loyal. So you throw it into like... Yeah. You throw it into like Lannister, right? And you clever faint it back. And you hit two... You hit two locations. Are the clever faint back in your hand? It's back in shadows, right? Correct. So you could hit two zero-cost locations hand, yeah. in one turn. Wow. Okay. Seems good. Like it, Lanny Cracker. Mm-hmm. This way. It's the new. It's the new deck. New hotness. Yeah. Uh. Uh. Four and a half, five out of five. One entry initiative modifier. Um, just yeah. Is annoying, isn't it? Because we've all played against Greyjoys, and when they've got the silent, mm. and they've got some refurbished hulk, and they're playing yeah. much, and they've got initiative of twenty-six or whatever. Mm -hmm. Just, just gonna make it worse. Four and a half, five out of five. What do you? Make it thinking? a five out of five. Dom, you're throwing them out like candy. <laughs> I know. How many five out of fives have you done? That's six. That's I six love Dom's enthusiasm for this game. He must love the game so much because he's so many great cards. <laughs> this isn't Every a bell curve at all. Every card in the pack's five out of five. <laughs> Until proven guilty. I'm pretty yeah. sure we had a binder fodder one earlier. We did. That's true. There was one. Yeah, but he loved that wall one. Shadow of the Wall. Uh, he loved it. I did. Like, I, did. Like, I love it. Three and a half. Yeah, three and a half. <laughs> All right. So, what do you think about this White Walkers Night Flyer? Did you guys already like give it a, a rating on when you re when you spoiled it? Probably not, but okay. it is at least a four. Okay. At least a four. It's gonna be five out of five in some matchup. Quite a lot mm -hmm. matchup. You're never gonna be sad to draw it, are you? No. Nope. No. I'd say four and a half. Okay. There we go. Yeah. I'm not just throwing out fives just for nothing. <laughs> I'm going to give it a bonus one point for the art. So it's actually a five hour. Five, point a five and a half hour. Well, the moonlight yeah. does look pretty sweet there. That does look really cool. It's yeah. really pretty. All right. All right. We are moving on to Targaryen. Our first Targ card is Black Market Merchant. It's a two cost shadows card with an intrigue and a power icon that has one strength and is not loyal or unique. It is a merchant, believe it or not. <laughs> it's shadows too, Whoa. so four to get out of shadows. It says after black market merchant comes out of the shadows, search the top ten cards of your deck for an attachment with printed cost three or lower, and attach it to a valid character you control. Shuffle your deck. 
I think it's like another card in the series of cards that Targ has that are just going to be good eventually when their like deluxe expansion comes out. So this is... <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Dom, stop! You're hurting all of our credibility right now. No, no. <laughs> so I, I feel personally this is... um, it. So how, okay, so how many attachments do you run in, in Targ that are sort of, you know, around the three cost? So you're going to be paying four to, like, two to put it into shadows, two to bring it out. So you're paying four for this search effect. Um, search effects are good, um, but I don't know. What, what, what can you get? Queen Guard. That's going to be the, the main one, I guess. Yeah. Queen Guard. Yeah. Uh, basically, you pay two to bring them out of shadows, and then you get Queen Guard. You just guard a card to stand whoever you want. Again, I think I think this is it's all right. Um, I think it might be kind of niche. Um, I think the deck would need to be built around it because you're searching top ten, so you might not hit anything as well. You might be paying four, so this enough character is going to die on your Blood of the Dragon turn. Um, but if you do hit, then that's cool. I think this card is fun. I was just going to say that. Playing a cohort deck. Yeah. Yeah, but think think about other other things like this. You play it in a banner deck. You can play it in uh, Stark mm -hmm. Banner Dragon. Play this and just jump in on ice onto your military guy. Mm -hmm. and then yeah. kill someone. Jump in a shaggy dog and if they oppose it yeah. and kill their guy. Yeah, I guess like, in banners it's there are some good three cost attachments out there, especially in Stark. You know, they've got marriage pact oh uh, it's attached valid character you control, so yeah. not marriage pact. I was going simple, just with a bodyguard. The craziest thing I can think of right now is to pull out a beggar, try to hit a beggar king when someone flips uh, that the card that doesn't let you do anything if you don't control a king that I can't remember right now because I blocked it out because I hate it. King but then you, can't, you, can't, you can't do it. Oh, God, no! There's no way around that card! <laughs> no. Is this where we find out that you've actually built the deck and you've been practicing it? And <laughs> I was building it as we were talking, yeah. No. Wait, you know what? How much is the shield of Lannisport? I don't even know what it does. The Lannister attachment <laughs> it gives you plus one gold and gives you renown and it's stuff three. for Lannister. It's three. three. There we go. What's it again? It's called Shield of Lannisport. It's a Lord, uh, Lannister Lord or Lady while you control no Lord or Ladies with four higher cost. Attached character gets mm. plus two in renown and it gives you one gold. Hmm. <laughs> so I think what we're saying is this card is really good for Voltron decks. That aren't yes. Lana, that aren't Targaryen vultures. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm like Targaryen. Yeah. Targaryen already have gift for the widow, which mm -hmm. does the same yeah. thing. Yeah. I, I feel like last. Yeah, last pack we got another card that cares about attachments a lot too, and I'm like sitting here like just. I, that's why I said that. I was like, I'm waiting for. Like Targaryens have always kind of cared about attachments, but I think their deluxe is going to have to have some just crazy attachments in it. And when that comes out eventually, these cards are just going to be bonkers, and there's going to be some kind of crazy attachment Targaryen deck that's just going to blow up, hopefully. Or else these cards are always going to kind of be like just slotted into other things all the time. Yeah, I think mm -hmm. they need something to pull it together, something that gives you a benefit of playing attachments. Like, you know, when mm -hmm. you master an attachment, this location gained the power or whatever, or you gain two gold when you master an attachment. Something that that sort of encourages you to play attachment. Mm -hmm. I think that's what they need, just to bring it together, because otherwise you're just playing attachment. Yeah. 
So I think this card's probably like a two and a half or three for me. I mean, I just don't play many attachments. I've never got into Cohort, and it just seems like it's one of those things where you're like, oh, cool, I did a thing. And it's like, okay, cool, but it wasn't enough, and you wasted some money on this character. How about you think of it this way? You pay two to put it into Shadow, and you pay two to bring it out of Shadow. If you, if you fetch a three-cost attachment, then you paid one for one strength Vicon. Yeah. That will <laughs> die as soon as you play Blood of the Dragon, right? Yeah, it will. <laughs> uh, no, that's a good point. You're right. The economy's there. It just feels weird. I'm still getting used to valuing Shadow you cards. Huh? Like, you don't hit anything. Yeah. It's a bit sad. But I think the card balance, yeah. which is all you can get after. Yeah. Well, one, good, one good thing I see with this card, even if you don't hit anything, um, you're able to shuffle, shuffle your, your deck. deck. So if you, so if you're just drawing really bad cards, then hopefully that can oh. help you out. Mirror needs market. Mirror needs market. Yeah, if they just yeah. comes on the bottom of your deck. That shuffles it. Yep. That's nice. Yeah. All right. Boom. Five out of five. <laughs> okay, we're moving on. All right, we have another no, shadows I'm card. Gonna it, I'm gonna give it. A, I'm gonna give it a, a three. Okay. All right. Shadow of the East? Shadow of the East. Shadow of the East. So it looks like we got a... a that cycle, I think we also chatted about a little bit on the podcast. But shadow, we have Shadow of the Wall, or Shadow of the North, with Shadow of the Wall. And then two more Shadow of shadow of cards in this set. But Shadow of the East is the next one. It is a non-playable event that you can only play from Shadows, meaning it has no cost. Uh, it's Shadow Zero, so two to play it and zero to flip it. As an action, choose and discard an attachment from play. If there's a revealed summer plot, return Shadows of the East to your hand instead of placing it in your discard pile. Cool. I like it. Yeah. I mean, summer's a lot easier to play around in, mm -hmm. in your deck in winter. Um, and the effect is good. Like, the effect is legit good. Yeah, I'm going to give it a four. Yeah. Just because of the attachment control. You gave what? this a four? Oh, yeah. Uh. <laughs> What do you want to give it a six? Yeah, I want to get the frozen solid off of my cards, and I want to get the. That's true. I want to get that's the true. milk and the wards and the the poison. That's, right. that's true. Yeah. I, I give this a ten out of five. <laughs> well, I mean, you could like <laughs> counter pinch of powder with this card too. Like, it's just, it just seems yeah, really true. good. Yeah, so yeah. I'm, I'm just um, I'm just comparing it to Karth at the moment. So Karth is um, two cost location. So we can use that um, repeatedly, obviously, each round. Um, and you need to... Is it... You pay one? You pay one and kneel it. You pay one and kneel it. So, I but guess... That removes attachment kind of from cards you control. Where this does have the flexibility of removing your opponent's attachment. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess it's, mm -hmm. it's a little better than Carf, maybe. Um, so long as you can get it back, I guess. But you mm -hmm. have to pay for it each time, whereas Carf... I guess once you pay the two, it's then just one cost per time instead of two. I don't know. I'm, guess... I'm not sure there's going to be enough attachment that you're going to want to get rid of in mm. most matchups. So you don't really care that much about getting it back. Yeah. Yeah, I think personally, a lot of decks I play tend not to have many attachments at all. Um, so it would be against Martel, I guess you'd be happy to see it. Yeah. Um, Nice watch with the craving the milk. That's what I was yeah. thinking too. Nice watch. Yeah. Let's just set it up in yeah. shadows, or you pay two to put it in shadows. It can sit there for the rest of the game, but it's there protecting you. It counts as a card in shadows. 
if you it is loyal so you can't like play around with any of the crazy shadow stuff that maybe can happen in other factions but i just like the idea of something sitting in shadows that's non-targetable most of the time most of the time and can come out and change the board state so intensely yeah it gives you good redundancy for poor viserys who i still run three of in all of my mm -hmm. time because he's just important yeah yeah I think and, uh, yeah, that gives you a redundancy. You don't have to run him three up now. Yeah, it's like a four out of five for me, just because attachment control is super good when you need it, and I think carving cards in shadows can matter a lot because it it looks like a what is it? It looks like a what's his name? The dude that everybody's playing in Targaryen in shadows right now that pulls out Aegon. yeah Aegon. It looks like an Aegon. Turn it upside down, and it looks like an Aegon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Literally doing that now. <laughs> no, 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 not like that. I mean, face down. Sorry. <laughs> oh, right. As in, like when it's on the board in shadows, yeah. you can make out it's an okay. Yeah. That makes a lot more sense. We're like, the heart doesn't look anything like egg on. <laughs> you gotta look at the shadow differently. It's okay. It makes sense. Just. All right. All right. Okay. Let's move on to our favorite faction. Martin. Our favorite faction. Everybody on this can we, podcast's favorite. Can we, this? <laughs> can we just? Oh, the Fowler twins. This is what you mentioned earlier, and I was just really confused about what you was on about. Yeah, the Fowler twins. So this is what I was mentioned earlier when we uh, were talking about something else. Oh, the, the arrogant contender. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So this is annoying. Should we run through the stats? Yeah, go on. Okay. Three cost. You <laughs> three cost. You want? You want to do it? I'd love to have someone else do it. No, I just. You do it. Okay. <laughs> Uh, a three cost character with an intrigue or a power uh, intrigue and a power icon, not or. That doesn't make any sense. It's a two strength, uh, a unique character but non loyal. It's a companion. I almost said champion there. Companion, the Fowler Twins. As an action, choose a character. The chosen character must be declared as an attacker or defender during the next challenge initiated this phase, if possible. Limit once per phase. I have a problem with this. It says companion singular. But it's two. Why would there be companions? That's that's not. Yeah. But maybe that's a brand new keyword. They're then. gonna have to invert it. <laughs> no, I think they need to have it as companion because you had it as companions, and anything ever referenced companion, then they wouldn't count because technically there'd be an S on it and it'd be a different keyword. Would it be weird? <laughs> would it be weirder to say the Fowler twin or companion? <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's not annoying, isn't it? Every... Yeah, so this works with what we were talking about before, doesn't it? Yeah. I like it. Of course you like it. Five out of five? <laughs> no, I'm going to give it four out of five. I don't... I There's so much other stuff to put in Martell already. Like, where do you even put this? Like, what do you take out to put this in? You can build a deck, like like I said, around that one lady where you have to nail three characters. I guess. I mean, it's a way to make your opponent kneel earlier than they wanted to. Yeah. Is it worth that? Either that or um, what is uh, the revenge card where if you win by five strength, you get to kill that character? Oh. Yeah. yeah. Is um, Haliot, is he um, when attacking alone? He needs to be. Nope. And then the, the little annoying dude spy thing that sends you back to hand. Oh, uh, Maiden of Poison. That one. Mm. Is that 
That's quite combo-tastic, but so, we're talking yeah, about Martel you... here, so it has to be combo-tastic, or else it won't work, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, basically, what I'm thinking is, if you was attacking, you could use like the Fowler Twins and someone like Kalia or the um, Poison Dude, and then basically pull in somebody who you know will win, so that by losing, you can do all of the So what's what's our rating here? Is it four out of five? Ten out of five? I'm I'm gonna give it a four and a half. Okay. Because you I'm also gotta give think it, it. Go ahead. I'm gonna give it a three. Okay. I mean, it's, it's alright. I don't right. like yeah, yeah. I don't like the trait. Not like Robert Baratheon. Yeah. This card I think is good because then you know you can nail a character out regardless. You know you might lose the challenge or whatever, but it might open up for your next challenge that you really want to um to win so like if you're playing the crossing type deck you know you can have them nail a character yeah that'll oh, okay, open up yeah, so nail out somebody so that the next challenge that you initiate will be yeah. easier to win basically yeah I and mean, like especially if you're trying to win by five let's say mm. you know <coughs> so mm -hmm. if you're playing like crossing or or you know if you're trying to do Dorn's game win by five yeah. kind of thing so yeah, seems like a good shout. Yeah, seems fun. Yeah, you're right. All right. Yeah, the character control's always been really strong, right? Yeah. And uh, Martell are annoying enough with their icon control, so with this as well, it's going to be really annoying. Well, yeah. Why do they even this? Can't we burn it? <laughs> <laughs> no. All right, let's move on to our next card, which is Shadows of the South. It's uh, the final card in this cycle that has the Shadows of kind of card text name it, it's got a, no cost to be played it's a shadows one so unlike all the other ones which are zero this one you have to pay one to play and two to put into shadows or two to put in the shadows and one to come out of shadows as an action you can choose a character until the end of the phase the chosen character loses the challenge icon of your choice if there is a revealed scheme or scheme yeah scheme is right okay plot return shadow of the south to your hand instead of placing in your discard pile I don't like it I, I don't like losing character icons Meh. This, is, this is bad. This is really, really bad. This is bad. You're paying three yeah. to get rid of an icon. For one. Yeah. You can pay Beguiled for zero. Yeah, exactly. And this is for only for one phase. Can't I just play like a Tainted or something? And, yeah. And it's permanent? If they would have really just bad. given this cost two, 
instead of cost nothing, it would have been really cool. Because you could choose to bounce it out of shadows. You could choose to use it as Martell Shadows fodder. Or you could just play it for two or something like that. And it could have been something like you were talking about with redundancy earlier. Like, you have another yeah. way to lose an icon. But the fact that you can't play it but anything from shadows makes this card like a one. Like, you don't need this. You don't need it. Well, the only other thing is, did, did we get an Ariam Martell spoiled? I think so. Um, we got a, I think we saw an Ariam Martell. Um, and I think it was something to do with bouncing things out of shadows, and she can do a thing when something comes out of shadows. So, yeah, after you know, a card a comes out of shadows out. under your control, choose a character until the end of the phase. That character loses a challenge icon of your choice. So, it's so yeah. You pay one to bring this out, and then you get two icons removed. If you've got the Ariane. If you've got Ariane. So, yeah, I guess having a shadow trigger isn't trivial when you've got something that relies on shadows, things coming out of shadows. That is a thing. But it is over it's, it's, a, it's three costs, basically. Yeah, so I'm not impressed. <laughs> yeah, you're always paying two. 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 Yeah, you're and this is a Martell player saying that this card's a zero, so you know it's for I wouldn't real. even put this in my binder. That's how bad it is. You're going to put it in your binder. Let's not be real. No. I wonder I what the designers were thinking when they thought, you know what? The other one can be Shadow Zero, but this one, we need to increase it to Shadow One because it's so powerful. But this is the worst one. <laughs> it's so powerful. The, the, it must be Shadow One. The best part about this card is that if you have the right locations out, you can discard it to draw a card. <clears throat> Well, they also have that location where you can reduce the cost by one to put a card into shadows. But then again, you got to have all these extra cards to make this card. Well, it is Martell, you know, so it's a combo average. deck anyway, right? Meh. Meh. All right. <laughs> Let's move on to our neutral cards since we had mm -hmm. a, a Martell card that finally didn't get above a three. Um, <laughs> Ghost of High Heart. This is so cool. This art on this card is so cool looking. It's probably my favorite because it's so. Goofy. Uh, it's an ally <laughs> and a brotherhood card. It's, it's got its three costs and it has one intrigue and two power. It's a unique card and obviously it's not loyal because it couldn't be. And it says while you control no loyal characters, each character you control gets plus one strength. And as a challenge action, Neil Ghost of High Heart to look at a player's hand, choose one card from that hand and discard it. Then that player draws a card. Oh my gosh. This thing of like the, the Queen's Crown lockdown nonsense you can do with this deck. Or like stuff just like that. See a blood lockdown. Oh, I'm thinking I'll just like make it so they never draw a character again. Either that or I, I keep thinking Greyjoy see a blood. Mm -hmm. So you know, go ahead and kneel it right um, after they search for their event. Discard it. Yeah. But and this, then you could say, this, uh, this is an action though, isn't it? So um, if they are reacting with sea of blood, they'll get the. Yeah, you won't get it. Card, you won't have an action well, a to be able to do that. Action. Unless they don't use it right away. Well, doesn't uh, doesn't how it work is see a blood, you trigger that, you search for your event, you put it in your hand, and then the second player yeah. has a reaction, not an action. Yeah, reaction. Oh, okay, a reaction. Okay. Yeah, because you're not in an action window at that point. You're in a like reaction interrupt window. Yeah. You're in the you know rock reactions and opposed claim keywords. 
So you can't, you don't have any connections between that. Whoa, you guys have a totally different acronym than we do. We say duck. <laughs> Determine yeah, winner, duck. unopposed, oh, okay. claim, keyword. But I like yeah, rock I think... so much better. <laughs> oh, I always use fuck. Figure out who wins. <laughs> okay, I like that one better. Never mind. <laughs> so who's going to use this challenge action on themselves as a filter? Me. Get rid of a card you don't need and then draw a card? I'm going to use it in Greyjoy. Look at yeah. a player's hand, you can pick yourself. Yeah. It's, yeah. like, it's like a gold mine on demand if you need it, if you've got some dead cards in hand, fill your own hand. Or if you've got Missandei that you want to check out. Oh, that's gross. Oh, gross. No, oh, yeah. you didn't need to say that. That's oh, so... Yeah. A that you want to throw out your hand to shut everything back into your yes. Ooh. Okay. I think this... Right. A neutral <laughs> card that lets you draw. A neutral card that lets you draw. And you can flea bottom them out. Oh, wow. Yeah, uh, flea bottom target. I'm thinking this guy's like a four and a half. Like, that's so crazy. Like, it's really good. Really good on the I opponent. Like it. Yeah, even if you do it to your opponents, you're seeing what they have in their hand, so. Do you think Free Folk would win this? I hope so. I think. I mean, plus one strength on all your wildlings. Yeah. That's going to be mean. That's going to be really annoying. That or like the, the well, seven. Well, you can do like different. You can do yeah. other, yeah. The only thing with free folk is it's generally more like military based and rushy and pushy. I feel I don't mm -hmm. think this quite fits with that kind of style. Like if you draw this rather than Val or Rattleshirt, I don't know. I think maybe I prefer. I think this would be good, like with the Brotherhood. Yeah, like Brotherhood yeah. might be good. That's good. Um, but I think like the full-on free folk. Maybe not. Mm -hmm. um, That's fine. But I think the Brotherhood is good because, mm -hmm. you know, you by default running no loyal characters because the agenda stipulates that. And uh, and everyone's going to get plus one strength. Great. That's I, just, I, I just want to be able to trigger uh, Frey Hospitality one time. <laughs> win by 20-something strength. Yeah, I hear that. Could this card be good yeah. with the Faith Militant? I think I like want to play it in the Faith Militant. I've like, never actually used the agenda. <laughs> <laughs> I never either. Just because, yeah, like, I, I can't really give a good opinion on okay, this one. <laughs> okay. I mean, if it's going to work with Brotherhood, it's probably going to work with any other neutral ba character base agenda, I would think. So, anyway. Yeah. No, it works really well with alliances. There you go. <laughs> and it yeah, helps you get through your 75 cards. That plus one drink is. It's quite strong, especially mm, if you're yeah. running a that want to run a wide board. Because suddenly yeah. that just stacks up, yeah. and I think that's really good in itself. But three cost character with an extra really good action where you can mess with your opponent's hand. That's good. I mean that because mm -hmm. that's that's <laughs> eyes of the viper, right? Sorry, that's eyes of the viper, like or viper eyes. Sorry. Yeah, it viper is. Yeah. yeah. Except they Except get to the draw, draw another card. Yeah. But so you control their options in their hand. And you don't have to do something besides kneel a character to trigger it. You don't have to lose a challenge and get through flame mm -hmm. and things like that. Or potentially claim if you get that far. But yeah. let's move on. Uh, did everybody get, say their piece about Ghosts of High Heart? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Shadow politics or Schattenpolitik, which is way cooler. <laughs> um, 
It's another no cost event that is a one cost shadows out of shadows. So two to play in shadows, one to come out of shadows. It says action, choose one. Choose and discard one card in shadows. Choose up to five cards in a discard pile and remove them from the game or look at an opponent's hand. This is very cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like this one. I like it. I was thinking the, the Greyjoy with Triss kind of thing. Just take cards on pawn cards out of the game from your opponent. Yeah, these ones are permanent, but they don't keep them from being played again. It's just that they're not there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it costs you three um, in total, basically. But mm -hmm. I think it's the flexibility of it that I like. You, you know, depending on what deck you come up against, you can choose which of these actions you're going to be doing. I, yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, look at you, look at the meta choices here. You discard a Shadows card, which is really good against decks that we see upcoming, like the the Ty Tyrell Lanny or like Kraken Lanny. Yeah, like and when you have those kind of decks where the cards come out of Shadows and then go back in, they have mm -hmm. to keep them in the order. So you're going to know what some of those Shadows cards are. Mm -hmm. They can't like mix them up. So you can say like mm -hmm. that one. I know that's that really annoying one in Martell that keeps getting me. When it comes okay. out of shadows and swaps, I can't remember what it's called. Double spine. That one, yeah. we swapped it, but I forgot it. Mm -hmm. But that one, that one really annoys me. I'll be like, go, leave. I'll be happy to go to that one. Or you just target their, <laughs> their, target their shadow uh, token card, yeah, right? Because like, if, yeah. if you know where they are in the shadows, you, you know, if they've gone back into shadows, you, you will know which one's which. Yeah, you can't mess with the shadow order, can yeah, you? Yeah, so you can just be like, I know that one's Bobby Strong. He can bog off. Bog <laughs> so, off. <laughs> I'm trying not to swear. Well, so but you could also use it with the agenda, right? Because you put a card out, put a shadow counter on it. You're like, well, obviously, like I know that card is a non-normal shadows card. And if they're trying to like flip out somebody that can't normally come out, that might be a reason to like try to take it out of the game, and maybe you can get it another way. But the second effect is straight against Flea Bottom. Like, you, yeah. you flip this, and Flea Bottom is broken, and they don't do anything with Flea Bottom for yeah. another few turns, right? Yeah, I mean, five cards is is a nice amount as well to get out of the discard pile. Oh yeah. And then, of course, looking at an opponent's hand. If you know you're playing against Tark, for example, and you suspect they've got Jakaris or you know any burn event, yeah. at least you have a look and know. So much information. That's so yeah. key. Yeah. I think this card's like I, a I five, really five out of five, because you you get so much value, yeah. and you get to choose what it is at any point. So, are there any um, negatives to this? Yeah, it's crap. It's great. It's a great card. One of every deck. Yeah, I do think because let, let's look at it this way. Okay. You're going to pay three ultimately to bring this out of Shadows. Right? You're going to pay three to discard a card from Shadows. They only pay two to put that into Shadows. So you've spent three and a card to get rid of their one card that they pay two. And in Shadows, though. Yeah, but you're kind of losing out. Okay. And now we look at five cards in the discard pile and remove them from the game. Sometimes that's impactful. Sometimes it's not, whatever. And then look at an opponent's hand. You're going to pay three to look at an opponent's hand. Jesus. If I'm going to die to Carius. No, but like, it's a meta choice, right? Like, if you know you're going to use yeah. these effects, it's a five out of five. If you're not going to use them, it's obviously a bonner fodder, right? It's like one of those cards yeah. that's specifically related to what you think you're going to be playing, right? I bet you half the time, though, you'll just pay three and you'll look at an opponent's hand. I hope not. That would be so sad. I think that's what's going to happen. Look, there is a saving grace, I think, and that is cards that rely on other cards coming out of shadows, like Black Cell, 
that like the card coming out of shadow so you can keep a character not being able to kneel or stand. Yeah. Um, Cersei, you can discard mm -hmm. an extra card from it. So any card that relies on other cards coming from shadows. But I think the card as itself is pretty bad. I think it's overcosted. No, I, su I suspected you were being really quiet and I was like, he doesn't like this card. Otherwise he's, <laughs> he's waiting for us to dig our holes as deep as possible. And then he's going to come out with a really logical explanation about why it's shit. And I was like, oh, he's you dug your I just, <laughs> I, I played against Flea Bottom so much, I would pay three personally and emotionally just to get five cards out of the discard pile. Oh, getting that Shadow City Bastard out of the Flea Bottom pile. Yes, yeah. please. <laughs> yep. I mean, I really hope there are some games you play this, you've got it in Shadow, and it wins the game for you. You get rid of that mirror out of shadows, or you take that area out of the discard pile, or you look at your opponent's hand and see the Drakkar. No, I hope that happens. But I think most times it probably works. You just don't pay the one, so you just you sink two gold, and then you never pay the other gold if all you're going to do is look at an opponent's hand, unless you absolutely know, right? Like It kind of feels like that, uh, that like, the, sh the shadows for the south card, where you're like, I paid two, I may not ever play this, I might just discard it for something else or do something shady with it. But let's move on to a, a really a really interesting agenda that we have. Um, it's called the Knight yeah. of Hollow Hill. You cannot place cards during your setup, but you can. But your and your other cards do not grant gold bonuses. But it has a plus three gold icon, a plus two initiative icon, and a plus one reserve on printed on the agenda. So okay. Knights of Hollow Hill, thoughts. We should let Richard be the first one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that way we can look stupid That's after right, he yeah. says his really important things. Alright, well, um, <laughs> I think it's okay. I mean, not placing cards during setup is pretty harsh. Mm -hmm. um, and you can't play things that give you gold bonuses like the Arbor. You can't play anything like that. So you're stuck with King's Roads and Great Horde and those two cost limited which give you gold cool that's fine um i think they belong in decks that will aim to control you over a period of time so like Baratheon and martel control over the long term can do well or any deck that just want to destroy everything which is probably where you're going to see it's home you're going to see it in deck with valars and first snows and just clearing the board so then that plus three can mm -hmm. pull you out of the line I agree. I was like, oh man, I'd love this with X deck. And then I'm like, oh wait, I have to have an agenda to make that other deck work that I'd like the plus three gold with. So, And anything yeah. I can think of, I'm like, this is replacing the reason I would play that deck in the first place. So, <coughs> I, I don't like this very much. <laughs> um, I don't know, like, like you said, like not being able to set cards up and set it up. That's eight golds that you're behind already. Mm -hmm. Not just a gold. And card draw. Four cards that you're not going to redraw. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and sometimes more than four. And I don't know. I, I, I don't like it very much. <laughs> I know you say it's good for a long game, but... You could play Targaryen. You could open Counting Coppers. You'll get five gold. You pay two gold to put Aegon in Shadows. And in Shannon Phase, you'll get Aegon. You'll get Dario. You put out Kotha and Missandei. And... You'll win the well, game. that's like the ideal draw, but remember, those counting coppers cards that you've just drawn are basically what you would have got if you'd actually set up some cards anyway. True. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, well, you can then reset, and then you've got loads of gold again. You've got five gold Valar Morghulis. 
That seems alright. Maybe, but on their setup, they've put out a King's Road and a Great Kraken and an Old Wick. So, you know, you've Ballard, but they've got a backboard and you've not set anything out. That's a good point. I've got to play political disaster in this as well. <laughs> yeah, see, which is, which is annoying, because now you're saying, like, this agenda has to have at least these three plots in the plot deck. So you only have, not only do you have less setup, less ability to get money, and less choices in your plot deck, unless you have some other way to get the other side of this card to not be so bad. It should be like four gold yeah. setup, or you can still grant gold from cards or something like that, but I don't know. I'm like a two. I don't really yeah, like this one. Yeah, I think I'm... I don't know. I, I'm gonna go with a three, just right down the middle. It's just not exciting to build around. Like, like I've seen dumber agendas that I... Like the Conclave. <laughs> I'm like, cool! Like, I gotta do something my opponent doesn't get to do, but... Like, I play against Greyjoy, and they have this stuff out turn two. Like, I don't, mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't need an agenda to do that. Yeah, I mean, the non-setting up any cards at the beginning is, is hard, especially. So, it's definitely a long game kind of agenda. Mm. But then, so. again, like, a lot of decks. I mean, how long does it take for you to get three golds worth of economy out? You know, mm -hmm. Tyrell, you can get that out in one turn if you've got the Arbor. At least you'd like having an Arbor in any faction you want. Yeah, but only <laughs> you can't then put anything else out. Like, you've had Only initially, but if you can reset, then the boards are even again, but except you're getting an extra three gold. That's your dream, that's what you're aiming for, right? Maybe you'll get an extra three gold, but if you're resetting, they're probably not playing, like, a really low gold plot, they'll be playing something where they're probably getting a decent amount of gold anyway. You'll probably, mm. if you're lucky, have the same amount of gold that they're getting anyway. Well, but they That works the same with Valar Morghulis, though. If you play a Valar in a normal game, mm. you're only going to get two gold. People still come back. Yeah, but then you're using your plot to do that, right? Which means you're not getting the other bonus effects from this a plot, which is, like, sad, because you're like, well... I don't get any extra gold unless I have those Neil locations, and I still have to work extra hard to just do the same thing I could do without playing this agenda. Yeah. I'm, maybe someday. I think I'd give this like a two, maybe. I'm not. No. Yeah. Um, right, who's, who's the champion? <laughs> oh my god. Who's the champion? <laughs> oh, it's Greg. <laughs> oh, maybe he felt bad. He maybe he felt bad for Flea Bottom. So he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a shitty card because that flea bottom was so broken <laughs> I bet we'll see something someday yeah I bet we'll see something someday that makes this a fun interesting agenda but not right now I, I think it's going to be a good agenda I think people are going to run it they're going to run reset constant reset and no. they're going to win the game I don't think it's going to be very fun to play against but nope. this is my kind of agenda <laughs> Gross. No, I still don't. I don't. I don't feel like I'm in a hole right now. I feel like I'm in a good spot. <laughs> like I don't. I don't necessarily right think it's great, but it's my kind of card. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's giving you plus two on reserve, which is kind of good unless you play against Greyjoy. Plus one reserve. Plus one. Plus one reserve is good. So I guess the plus two initiative. Yeah, I was gonna say. You know, seven gold plot with eleven initiative. That's really good. Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, think about it. if you play at was that event um, plot at the gates or something, and you can just search for a great hall or whatever. Now you got you know plus five. 
All right, let's yeah. plus four or five. Let's move on to our final card. Yeah, because I feel Anyways. like we could talk about this agenda for an entire podcast. Uh, <laughs> a city under siege is their final card. It's a plot card. It has a two gold icon, a two gold eight initiative, two claim, and five uh, reserve. It is a city and a siege traded card, and it says when revealed, choose a location and kneel it. If there's a city plot in your use pile, choose and kneel up to two locations instead. I like two claim. Yeah. Mhm. I'd put this in a like like a rush deck. This will go good with that agenda we just got done talking about. It would go good with a lot of five, agendas. Five, five gold. <laughs> but you don't. So that's the thing about two claim plots. Like at least in like Greyjoy, when I was playing like Crossing, you're like, you play, you win or you die, and you play Rise of the Kraken, and you don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get some money from from when you win or you die, but when you play Kraken, you're winning. Like. You're, you're if you're not winning, you're not playing Rise of the Kraken, hopefully. Yeah. So I'm just wondering, like, um, I mean, would you play this over you when you die, for example? I'm... I wouldn't. I mean, it depends. Yeah. Like, if they have control locations like Starfall, like, hell yeah. But then yeah, but not... You, it's not like you can build your deck knowing what you're about to face, for example. So... I mean, like, like yeah. I, you can play it with you when we die. Like, you know, it's, a, it's two two claim plots. I'm not sure I'd put it necessarily in my rush deck. Like, mm-hmm. I think I'd choose you when we die over that. Um, but I can yeah, see it being sure. played. Like, and you'd play out the gates first, wouldn't you? So you make sure you have your city plot in the use pile. Mm-hmm. And then you can play this at any point afterwards. Richard, how do you feel? No, I don't want to say too much. I'm just waiting for him to be like, you're wrong, Rebecca. No, this plot, this plot is utter shit. <laughs> is that your impression? No, that's what... Yeah, oh, okay. No, it's not. Are you mocking me now? <laughs> no, I'm not <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this is good. I like it. I mean, yeah. Nil two of your opponent's location. Eight initiative, two claim. Not a lot of gold, but fine I mean choosing the location is definitely the most interesting part mm. kneeling two of your opponent's locations but what location do you really want to kneel the wall the wall, the wall. yeah starfall starfall yeah. flea bottom flea bottom so, I don't... even if it's just economy that's what I was going to say stop them from playing cards to, to, to block your defend your challenges I mean if you need to get I mean, through... you're only getting two gold, yeah. so mm-hmm. why not limit your opponent too? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I do like it, a really interesting aspect along with a two claim plot, rather than just you know you get two claim and do some powerful mm-hmm. thing. It's a bit more interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's cool, I guess. Yeah. What would you rate it, Richard? Um, three. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> it, it's, it's not going to go in a lot of decks. It's going to go in some mm. decks. It'll go in city decks, I imagine, because mm. these city things do look look quite good. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? I think I'm in the same boat. I mean, Rebecca, your point was was spot on. Like you're right. Like you play, you win, or you die. Because you, mm-hmm. you want the money to play the cards you're drawing, right? I mean, you win or you die is two claim, and it lets you play the turn, as opposed to just hoping you already have stuff out. 
which is like a Rise of the Kraken turn. Normally you're like, well, I only play this plot if I have things to really sweep the turn, right? Yeah. So. And you might not always have things, like your opponent might not always have a lot of locations that you need to kneel out. Yeah. So it might not always be effective. Whereas you win or you die, who doesn't like an extra two, two cards plus extra gold? Yeah. Hey, you know what else is yeah. with you win or you die? Getting eight gold, ten initiative, and one reserve <laughs> with Knights of the Hollow Hill. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, if you're, yeah. Sorry, go <laughs> no, you're good. You've covered it. <laughs> All right, fine. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for joining us for the, yeah. everything you guys did today. It was really fun. Yeah, oh, thank you. Thank you guys. Yeah, anytime. <laughs> but, uh, you know, as, yeah. as we say every time, like, comment, subscribe. Uh, if you give us information and feedback, we will accommodate, we will acquiesce to your requests. Um, and thanks for listening. <laughs> and we'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to Bearded Clansman of the Veil, a Game of Thrones LCG podcast. Come back next time where we talk more about the Game of Thrones the card game.